0: Welcome. You are listening to Nard Bites, a Dungeons and Dragons show where we discuss various topics about D&D and all other TTRPGs. Enter at your own risk, but beware, things may get done.
1: you are tired go to bed yeah what's happening
0: <laughs> anyway welcome back to another episode of nard bites i am grognard the young the young grognard and ronnie is very tired b be- is the uh, quote we're starting off with but uh this episode of nard bites is brought to you by the letter b for boss battles um which i think that might have been what ronnie was trying to do there maybe Um, But in the last episode of the show, the party dealt with the Hydra, and they made battle with that and the Shaman, uh, that whole Kaiser Thith thingy there. Um, So I guess in today's episode, clear cut, let's talk about fucking boss battles. So I guess uh, for me, I think the first thing we got to do before we dive into this topic is like, what the fuck is a boss battle?
2: Well, if it doesn't have lair actions, it's not a boss. That's rough.
1: uh, That definition, the Hydra, wasn't... uh, Or was the? Now I can't remember.
2: No. I'm trying to remember if you've incorporated any Lair or Legendary actions into anything we fought yet. Uh, I did it for
3: later
0: episodes that we're not talking about yet. Okay, yeah. Things. Dark things. Layer actions are pretty sweet, though. I do think 5th edition... It's one of those things that, like, people talk about how, um, as a player of D&D... People read the players handbook front to back cuz they love features. People read the monster manual because they love monsters and they love to like implement them in games. But the one book nobody ever fucking reads is the dungeon master's guide, which is interesting cuz I feel like that one tells you a lot about how to properly run boss battles and to make that stuff work. Sure, the monster manual tells you the stats of it, but I remember when I first started playing 5th edition back in what 2000 fucking what 16, 12, 12? Wasn't it oh, 2012? I don't think it was
4: 2012.
0: 12. It was a long time. It might have been 14. But either yeah. way, I mean, when they first started playtesting next, it was a long time ago. But either way, point is, I remember I just didn't even know what layer actions were. I didn't even bother with it or legendary actions. I just never never did any of it. But then, like, having reread everything and forced myself to, like, actually read the nitty-gritty and stop being like, I've been playing this game forever. I know how it all works. Um, yeah, layer actions, those things are fucking sweet, you know? But I think on a more fundamental level what makes for the boss battle because in an interview with Seth Gorkowski a a really cool youtuber that everybody should go check out um he was talking about uh bosses and how bosses in in role-playing games should should function and it was interesting to hear that like I think it was Seth Gorkowski who said it but basically that a boss doesn't necessarily have to be a rough-and-tumble actual like, tough guy. And then most of the time, their whole purpose of being the boss is that they're just like the person who pulls strings. They're the person with the ability to like communicate and pull people around. They don't have to be a warlord. They don't have to be like, like some all-powerful wizard. Like It can literally be a mob boss who's just a guy with connections. You know what I mean? And he has power through everybody around him. So it's interesting to take the concept of a boss battle and kind of break it into like... I mean, is this like a superpowered individual who's considered a boss because of their strength or are they a boss in like a CEO kind of sense where it's like some common peon who happens to you know what I mean? I think another comparison for this is which is more powerful, the Tarask or a king. And the king is the most powerful by all means, because they have the power to control an entire nation. A Tarask is powerful, but when you have all of the people under your control, you're at that point borderline omnipotent right and so it's interesting to think that like your common boss battle can be fighting a hydra in a cave and battling like a just a big giant fucking mama jam beast or it can be tracking down some elusive character when you finally get to fight him i mean he's only got 10 hit points you know what i mean so i mean in
4: this case it was actually technically two bosses it was the hydra and a shaman. Yeah, shaman with with his fun little plants.
0: The boss and his, and his little minion. So I guess the question then is, I mean, were there two bosses or was there one boss and a minion? And if that's the case, just for the sake of, you know, discussion, who's the minion
3: in that fight? It in, in that fight I guess the hydra would have been cuz he listened to the shaman, right? I don't know. I'm-
4: Listen, but he kind of just seemed to be doing his own thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd say that in that situation, the boss is the one with agency, right? So the Hydra is just an animal, and at our level that we were at the time, it was almost more like a hazard uh, than the actual meat of the encounter. The <laughs> way that I remember it, anyway. It's kind of like um, the old... I would argue that the shaman was the boss because yeah, he was the one who had it out for us personally. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. There. Uh,
2: yeah, I'd have to agree with Anthony on that in the sense that, like, the, in, like, a, a dungeon room by room sort of looking down at the whole scheme of everything, the, the Hydra was more of something that you would try to avoid, um, but if you couldn't, you would engage with, whereas the Shaman was more of the thing that if left alone would actively seek you out and that kind of changed the dynamic of the way we viewed the fight
3: yeah he and- also controlled all the minions like in the previous rooms and stuff who so we had to battle to get to him so and going into that fight we had a way to deal with the
2: hydra but we had no way of dealing with the shaman
0: so fair enough so I guess, you know, now that we know that the Hydra was just a big, giant, spooky, like, hazard MacGuffin thing, um, what do you think makes for, like, a good boss fight? Because people talk all the time about, like, what makes for, like, a good you know, villain, and people talk about, you know, like, blah, 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 they have to be something you can actually kind of reason with, blah, 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 you have to actually be kind of convinced by their evil methodologies, and, like, their ideologies, and, you know what I mean, like, when people talk about the Avengers, and they talk about how, what's his face there, like, his, like, his reason for doing evil things makes sense, and that's why he's a villain, is because it's, like, it's hard to disagree with his logic, because even though it's god-awful, like, you see where he's coming from that's fine that's a discussion for a different video or a different thing whatever medium media thing it, but like I, when fighting a boss like what makes it fun what makes it like oh this is a boss battle guys you know what I mean
4: it oh, uh, sure I think the stakes are high I think the stakes are high for yourself because you have to realize like all right this is a chance where there's a good chance I'm gonna die so how well do I actually know my character in a technical sense like, how well do I know my spells how well do I know my actions like in a random encounter like okay, I know that might only last like a couple rounds, but a boss battle like this could last like an hour. <laughs> Can I really you have to be a little bit more strategic about it?
2: That's fair. I, yeah, That's I feel true. like one of the big things for setting up an actual boss battle um, is like the setting or the terrain like the it has to, have something that sets it apart from all the other parts of the dungeon or wherever else you were traveling to and from like it should feel like you are encountering something in a place where it's far more comfortable than
3: you
0: yeah
2: the lair
3: yeah i feel like the uh build-up to it is what really like hits home for me because it's like with without the build-up it's just like okay gonna go fight this tough guy but it's like no we had to get through the this person's like village and go through and kill his little minions and finally got to him and it's like it's it's fucking go time let's do it
0: you know uh anthony did you have something you want to say on this before yeah
1: I i was going to say that i think what makes a boss battle special is the creature itself right like you know you can pull anything out of the monster manual and have it be a tough fight but, you know, adding something to it to make the actual enemy feel unique, whether that's, you know, giving it class levels or giving it a special twist, you know, something that'll give the player something to, you know, seek their te- sink their teeth into, right? That this isn't just any generic monster, this is the boss.
0: off Hydra.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly that? that sort of thing. I thought that was kind of neat—the
0: the whole frame thing, and it looked like a bunch of eyeballs, and then it shot the goop at you guys. I thought that was neat. It didn't really get to pan out very well, but it,
3: well, like we also had good strategy going in for the hydra. So like, if it was just the hydra in that room, it wouldn't have had that like epic, like rewarding feeling of oh that was a good boss fight, because like we would have dealt with it in what a few rounds, a couple rounds, sure. and then n- no other like encounter so I feel like the shaman definitely did help that one
0: yeah and it's nice to you know fourth edition terms have like your your bruiser your brute, and then have like a controller have somebody who can kind of like force everybody to be uncomfortable yeah. but I think an interesting sort of metaphor for a boss battle is it almost I think a good boss battle has to feel like like a horror movie where the whole concept of horror is taking you out of a place where you feel safe and removing your ability to feel any sort of comfort like giving you an instilled sense of dread like you guys are deep in a cave with dark waters it is pitch black in here and there's something crawling on the wall with camouflage shooting blow darts at you and you see a head peek out of the water like it's got to hit this sense of like you know like you know like ryan was saying that like you're on his terms like this is where he feels comfort you know you think about something like anton who can't see in the dark and he's wearing all this metal, and he's got the heat metal thing on him, like, Anton had no safety, no wall to put his back to in that room, and, like, I think a good boss battle has to feel, like mine was saying, like, like, they're helpless in the lair of evil. You know, it's one thing if it's, like, you know, he's got paintings of himself all over the walls, but when they're omnipotent in their lair, and it's, like, you know, he can call to the plants on the walls to hurt you, and, like, violent fish can come out of the water or something, like, it's nice to feel the sense of it being like horrifying you know what i mean rather than action movie just high damage being swung back and forth you know what i mean i I think boss battles are
2: also a good point to or a good chance for adventurers to actually prove that they are adventurous in the sense that like they have to put up with these unadvantaged conditions like there was all of that water, and there was a good chance that if we didn't go in, then the shaman would have just stayed on the walls, shot darts at us, and the hydra would have just waited. Mm-hmm. Like it, They had no reason to approach us on our terms. We have to prove that we have what it takes to actually be out, be out here and slaying monsters by going in there and slaying the monster. We have to be the heroes
0: also kind of funny i think click and jumping in the goddamn water like if anybody proved the unadvantageous, the disadvantageous approach to a bi- battle is to be the bite-sized fucking character in the group <laughs> like, springboard like, it up yeah <laughs> that that was pretty funny i also appreciate some level of like like tassels and rewards in that sense i know in fifth edition they like to call them tassels which i think is a good way of putting it that like Like the thieves can't ability for rogues is a tassel. Do you actually get to use it? Like, I mean, sometimes, but usually it's just like a little flair thing that happens every once in a while where you can spice up your role-playing by being like, hey, I try to talk to the thief using the thieves can't or like druids, like I leave a druidic symbol behind it that nobody understands but me. So I like when you play the game, it almost reminds me of like World of Warcraft where like you could earn titles for doing deeds. And I like the idea that like, the party after having slain the hydra could like you know uh Klikka took the feathers from from the the shaman there like it feels like you guys were able to it actually seems almost like a literal tassel at that point but you know whatever the point is is i like to have a boss battle feel like there's reverberations beyond xp and hp and armor classes and instead it's like we are slayers of the kazra fifth we are like you know what i mean we have claimed the grotto we like it feels as if there's actual impact for your actions and i think the feeling grounded in battling a boss monster has to feel cool and that's why i think one of the things fifth edition did beautifully well was layer actions and making it feel like the environment is alive and killing it cleanses it over time you know what i mean the darkness fades the water runs clean again animals return the snow fades like it should feel like the boss was as much of the environment as the environment was a part of it you know what i mean and i like thinking that the hydra and all of the lizard folk were sort of like i don't want to say related but there was like a connection between the dinosaurs and the hydra and they all felt like they're part of like some collective cult you know what i mean and defeating it could have potentially disbanded their forces and whatnot
4: definitely messing with some like environmental stuff
0: here (laughs) like specifically laid out like three times that y'all fucked the environment pretty goddamn hard captain planet is on his goddamn way
1: paladin planet one of the interesting things about powerful monsters in fifth edition is all of like you know the big name like bad monsters have some sort of effect on the local environment for miles and miles around So, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that 5e really got right is bringing in the layer, bringing in the local environment uh, to make that a part of the encounter in and of itself.
0: You know, I I don't think I'm going to blow anybody's mind when I say this, but I think a perfect analog for that is having ideals, bonds, traits, and stuff like that smack dab on the front of the character sheet is if you look at the monster sheet smack dab on the front says... This thing impacts its environment. Don't forget it's a boss. It does that. And I like that on the character sheet, it's like this thing's a living, breathing person with a lot of important things that make them who they are. Don't forget that. So I like, like you said, that fifth edition got it right. Same way that it got character development right. Like they're focusing on story with this edition. And in the case of boss monsters, I think that's kind of a big deal. You know, it's not just hit points, it's an environmental effect but i think that's good for a nard bite anybody have anything else they wanted to say to kind of capstone this discussion
1: check out south Gorkos- uh, check out south skorkowski on youtube.com this this is the see i'm glad that that's the plug we got
2: now go ahead ryan yeah don't forget though uh new episodes of sabrina new are seasons new- out on netflix are there
0: i mean fairly new yeah because i'm like i don't know i don't verify this shit i keep getting emails from them telling me to stop talking. <laughs> i
3: mean i mean it's, it's netflix right so it's a whole season drop at once. Oh yeah so it's like yeah i mean if you got that kind of time to binge to watch get, go for it but then you just oh it's over
0: <sighs> well on that note good night everybody good night